Hello again. I'm Chris Lee at Southeastern 14 here. We are continuing our preview series of SEC football teams. I mean, not preview series. It's state of the program is a good way to put it. We're going to talk Auburn today. My good friend Jay Tate joins me. He is the guy to go to when you want to talk Auburn sports. Uh, he's doing this from, from the beach. This guy is locked in. He's dialed in. He's from not, not everybody will do this from the beach while they're on vacation. I know. That's, that's how kind I of feel guy Jay, Jay Tate is. That's right. how I feel What do we got you. going on in the background here? Well, I mean, I met some uh, rental, and uh, we're in Sandestin, and uh, I, I have to do a show, like my regular show at auburnsports.com, so I brought my lights and all my stuff. So I could change the colors if you'd like. We can go to green. No, no, we're good. I just feel like we need a disco ball Vanderbilt yellow. Oh, I wish I had a disco ball, bro. That would be fun. And that, next next time. We, we got – goals to shoot for next time um a reminder our content brought to you by bet online it's playoff time actually it's past playoff time this read is old uh the usual suspects went to vegas for the championship our partner bet online is your number one source for football odds stats trends and lines with everything from point spreads to hundreds of bets on everything from the coin toss to the color of gatorade bet online is your number one source for your championship wagering head to bet online today Get in on all the action, bet online. The game starts here. What a, what a weird time at Auburn. I feel like we say that a lot, but um, we're coming off. Nick Saban has now been out of the game for a month. Auburn's got Hugh Freeze as a coach. Like, if you could just back up like oh, 18 wow. months and, and lay out this whole scenario. The Hugh Freeze is, is at Auburn. Nick Saban is retired from the game. Uh, what, what, what would you have said? Well, I wasn't necessarily surprised that Saban retired. Uh, we've been hearing that for a little bit before that happened. I mean, and shit, dude, he's been so good uh, for so long. At some point, man, you got to just go and enjoy the, you know, what you've done with yourself. You, you've created this life and you made this money and you've accomplished all this stuff. Just go and enjoy your life. So, yeah, it's a big plus for Auburn to have that specter out of the state now. I mean, I hate to call him a specter because he's a really good guy, but, uh, or at least he has been to me, but. Yeah, and then you've got Hugh Freeze trying, kind of coming of age at Auburn with his probably his last foray, I guess, into college coaching. But, you know, last season losing record. It's like the recruiting's been really good, but the, sometimes the coaching is kind of iffy. And they put a lot of faith and trust into their quarterback last year, and he wasn't Herculean. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, there there were reasons for that. We'll get into a little bit later. But what a what a weird year that the loss to New Mexico State, you know, come Ooh. within a miracle of beating Alabama, and then that disaster of a bowl game that was over before it started. I, I know that a losing record never goes over well at Auburn, most like most of the SEC. But at the same time, the recruiting's been good. Hugh Freeze has had a history of winning in this league. So with all that, what's the what's the mood of Auburn fandom at the moment? I think Auburn folks are okay. Most of them are stable. Uh, recruiting under Harson was a joke. Yeah. They finished like in the 30s. Uh, Freeze's first class, which he had about a month to fix, I think finished 15th or something like that, which is pretty good. And yeah. then this one where he had the whole cycle, I think they finished seventh-ish. But, I mean, the ones they had to have, with the exception of Ryan Williams, which I don't necessarily say it had to have, but the guys they had to have, they got. And with the exception of quarterback, they did get a quarterback in this class, but, like, I don't think he's a guy that's going to come in and set the world on fire right away. So this program is still lacking a quarterback, and until I see a solution there, which I don't think exists just yet, I, I hesitate to think it's going to be really good next fall. 
I think Auburn people are ready for it to be very good because they had yeah. to deal with Harson and then this first year, like you mentioned, losing record. But uh, they're still going to need a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I it's just such a weird deal because Hugh Freeze did miracles at Ole Miss without a lot of talent. Took over a bad situation. You kind of figure that he can can walk in and plug that. Gets Peyton Thorne, who'd been very productive at Michigan State, but it just wasn't pretty at much of any point last year. I don't know how much that's on Peyton Thorne. How much of that's on the receiving core? Certainly a lot on the latter. But how do you explain what happened last year? Because I, I just thought just by plugging in Hugh Freeze and making me or you the quarterback, it would have been better than that. Well, I mean, I don't know about that. <laughs> but Peyton just gets ra- exaggeration. But yeah. Yeah. Peyton gets rattled. And when Peyton gets in a bad headspace where he loses his confidence, man, he's a mess. And they had nobody to go to, really. Uh, they had a kid named Robbie Ashford, but. I mean, whatever. He's a South Carolina now. He couldn't throw the football. So, you know, Hugh said in December or early January, I'm going to ride with Peyton. I don't believe him. Uh, and until, again, until they get that quarterback, I think they're going to have issues. Their wide receiver room last year was atrocious, uh, certainly worse than the SEC, and it's got to be one of the worst in major college football last year. He signed four, I think, blue chip wideouts, plus he added two in the portal. So they're definitely not going to be that bad this year. So he's addressing his issues, um, but uh, yeah, I, people are going to probably pick this team to win seven games. It wasn't all on the offense. Remember now, Alabama was up against it, fourth and goal from the 31, and Auburn choked that one away. Or you can look at it as Alabama made a great play, but that defensive coordinator's gone, the offensive coordinator's gone, and he's having to roll with two new guys. So a lot of changes here. Going forward, quarterback position, I think you and I both – think probably their next quarterback isn't isn't on the roster um, right now it, do, do they go more traditional or, or do they go like because you look at some of the Auburn teams with Nick Marshall and guys like that and Cam Newton where if you could mount a threat at running the ball that that's a headache to defend you and you saw Auburn have trouble with that at, at times too defensively it's just when you got a guy who can move it, it's a headache where, where do they go with what they want the quarterback to look like, even if we don't know who it is. I think he wants someone who can run, but who isn't a runner necessarily. Uh, probably yeah. like a Bo Nix or like a Jordan yeah. Tamu, one of those kind of players. Peyton is like that. Peyton's actually a pretty decent runner. The problem with Peyton is he's not a decent uh, – he doesn't understand good options from bad options when he's throwing the football. <laughs> I mean, seriously, he can't discern from yeah. an open receiver and a, and a not open receiver. That's his problem. So, uh, yeah, I think they want someone who can move, but not necessarily a runner in the Nick Marshall sense. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, I mean, and look, that's those are some pretty special guys, too. I mean, Cam Newton in his own right. And, and Marshall was not much of a passer, but he was so good with his feet that you don't find a lot of guys like that. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I think a lot of people outside of Auburn forget Nick Marshall and how good he was. But you're right. He had a yeah. whale of an arm. He had tons of arm strength. He just wasn't necessarily accurate. But you're right, he can yeah. run the football like nobody's business. And he came at Auburn at a time when Malzahn was still on the edge of, I guess, offensive paradigming that stuff, and he could actually use an attacking quarterback like that. I don't know if it would work as much now. Presuming they have a capable threat to throw the ball, enough of a threat to keep a defense honest, what's the running game look like? Oh, terrific. Uh, they've got a, a nice stable of tailbacks back. Um, I really like their depth there. I think it's their best position in the entire roster. Uh, offensive line is solidish. They got a kid named Percy from Mississippi State to play left tackle. They have been hurting at left tackle. 
they think this kid's the answer. If he is the answer, they can move uh, their left tackle from last year into guard where he should be. And I think this offensive line gets fortified right there and plays pretty good football. They're not the best in the SEC, but I think they're right there above the top half. They're above the median. So at that point, I think they can run the football. They ran the football fairly well last year, and I think they can run it even better this year, which are Quez back. And I love Jeremiah Cobb. He's going to be a sophomore next year. They've got Damari Alston from Atlanta. So they're loaded, man, in that in that regard. All right, let's talk defense. Uh, Auburn was probably better on the defensive side than, than it was on the offensive side the last couple of years. This just in Auburn usually has got some talent on that side traditionally. And the Charles Kelly hire to me was interesting because he's a, he's a standout recruiter. But And I, I get that it's Colorado, so this is not like a blanket statement, but they weren't very good defensively a year ago. Uh, of course, we know the whole story of – you know, the, the portal, and it seemed like Deion Sanders built everything on offense, and they would just try to win games by scoring 50 points. Uh, Charles Kelly's got Auburn ties. Um, what's the feeling on how this is going to work? I think people are generally stoked. I mean, he's a former Auburn guy, uh, having played here in the late 80s, and he's from lower Alabama, and he's got a lot of experience, uh, specifically experience coaching under Saban, which is a plus for Hugh Freeze these days. Um, so I think that's a big plus. Now, I don't think – I think D.J. Durkin's going to be the guy who's the central focus defensively. I think Charles Kelly's more of a assistant or a yeah. co-DC who doesn't call plays. But I think his recruiting is going to be very, very valuable uh, on the back end there. I think he can stack personnel a little bit better than the guy that he replaced. Personnel-wise, what's it look like? And, again, we're we're doing this in – mid-February, by the time people see this, they, they could have added multiple people in the portal. But as we're doing this around Valentine's Day, what what's your assessment of what they've got? My issue is I don't like what they've got to tackle. Um, I think they, they're going to run with Jason Jones again, who's just kind of okay. They had Justin Rogers last year as a former five-star they got from Kentucky, and he didn't really click that well. I, I just didn't think he was a great player. He ended up going to the NFL – uh, we'll see how that goes, but they need a difference maker at tackle, and I, I just don't think they're hefty enough right now to repel the run games. They're better at edge. Uh, they're a little younger now with Elijah McAllister, former Vanderbilt guy, gone. Uh, he's a great leader, huge, huge plus for the locker room, but they're okay at end. I like him better at linebacker with Austin Keys who they got from Ole Miss. I think he was coming along. He had an injury, Chris, uh, early in the season that kind of stunted his development or the way he warmed up to the defense, but – when he got back in there, I thought he was making a difference, and I like him at linebacker. Defensive backfield, they lost a lot of guys this season that went to the NFL or, or exhausted their eligibility. So they had to go to a guy named Jaron Thompson from Texas to play safety, and I think he's pretty good. They're, they're solid. I, I think personnel-wise, they're probably a half a step back, but you still got that late portal window, and I think they're going to be uh, thirsty to find defensive tackles and maybe another cornerback for sure. Before we hit on the schedule and some forward-looking things with that, uh, any any big storylines on this team offensively or defensively that, that are worth touching on that we didn't get into just now? Uh, offensive or defensively? Not really. I think we've touched on most of the stuff. I'm interested to see these freshman wideouts. This is the best class of wideouts that I have ever seen at Auburn since 98. And wow. I think it's one of – they always this is – they're loaded. I mean, it's like two five-stars and two high four-stars. Uh, so can they be the difference makers that are required to get this offense at least up to SEC average? I mean, that's what everybody's going to be talking about. Uh, yeah. A kid named Cameron Coleman or Cameron Coleman. 
uh, from Phoenix City. He's a five-star. I think rivals in the final rankings had him as the four or five number player in the entire country for that class. So everybody's going to be expecting him to be Randy Moss right out of the gate. So I think that'll be an interesting thing to watch. Every you know ESPN and they'll be talking about Auburn's wideouts. Blah blah blah. Yeah. I mean, you can have great skill players. I mean, Randy Moss, you know, straight cash homie. But you got to have better fortification on the, both lines if Auburn's going to be really good next year. The schedule's interesting next year uh, because th- there's a chance to go Fordo out of the gate. They got Alabama and AM to open. They've got the return game with Cal. Don't know what Cal will be. That was a that was a pretty good game last year, from what I remember. New Mexico, <laughs> that, that's a game they should win, and then Arkansas, which is kind of in a world of hurt. And, and then, boy, uh, didn't they get in Oklahoma, Georgia, Missouri with uh, what? Two of those being on the road. Kentucky, yeah. don't know what they get there. Fandy and Nashville, that'll be a win. ULM should be a win. And then they get to, to A&M and Alabama, some teams with some question marks at the end. That That is a – boy, it, it runs hot and cold <laughs> and, and not much in between. Yeah, it really does. I mean, Oklahoma inside Jordan Hare. I don't know how I feel about Oklahoma just yet. At Georgia is going to be a real problem. Yeah. And Missouri, you know, when the schedule came out, I was like, yeah, you know, Missouri. But they were really surprisingly good last year. Former Auburn assistant uh, Eli Drinkwitz. So uh, going to Columbia and win that game, they're going to ha- they're going to need Mahomes at quarterback to get that done. And again, I, I agree with everything else you said. Although that Vanderbilt game, I think, is in Auburn. So that's going to be a mess. Oh, that's right. Okay. I mean, it's – But, yeah, like A&M, is Elko going to be able to take Jimbo's stuff and make something out of that? I mean, I don't know. I, I just don't know what they got. I know that they keep tripping on themselves, but are they going to stop doing that? Is Mike Elko the guy who's going to be able to turn that around? I don't know. I don't know. A lot of yeah, questions, and Oklahoma, <laughs> Oklahoma, the I mean, you know, you got to play some defense in this league, and that hasn't always been a, a constant there the last couple of years. You're right about that. At least – Auburn fans are going to have a particular problem with that coach because when he got hired, he ran his mouth about how you know, Auburn was trying to hire him, that he didn't want to go to a place with that kind of dysfunction and something like that. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but they're not going to like him very much. Brent Venables. Nobody will remember that for a home game, will they? Yeah, they're going to remember that. It's going to be Oklahoma's first trip to Jordan-Hare, and this <laughs> goober was running his mouth, you know? Yeah, I, I, I Plus, think he's, – He's weird anyway. Yeah, it's just it's just kind of weird to me. You got a defensive guy, and he's not figured it out there yet. Well, they're playing in a league where all they do is score points, brother. I mean, well, that's that's true. Um, but it, it wasn't always like that at Oklahoma. No, I know. I mean, I went to high school out there, and I remember when they used to play some defense. It's been a little while. That yeah. league just got very offensive-y. But I, I tell you what, man, that's going to be the big story for the whole league is Oklahoma and Texas coming in, and I think they're going to have a little bit of a come down. Uh, trying yeah. to defend this league week after week, I think it's going to be a mess defensively for them. Of course, the last time we said that uh, Missouri came in the league and then and then won the East twice. Yeah, why you, why are you talking about Missouri, man? Plus, the East is like <laughs> fake football anyway. I mean, it's just like the West is where it's at. Full Although we're, the Army, those days are over, like, right? Yeah. And then, look that that was uh, that was that's a much different compared. The East was down then. I get it. It's it's not oh, yeah. walking into today's SEC West, but it's going to be interesting to see that transition. Um, like you said, to, the, the Big Twelve just, I don't know. The, 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 those teams are going to have to defend somebody. I guess we're getting redundant here at this point. But it, the, the mix is going to be interesting. We got that. We got the twelve team playoff. 
Um, I'm just mm. really curious where Auburn's place is going forward in all this. And, and I, but I think the again, back to having Nick Saban around, you, you just felt like as long as he was there, you know, you always had that co- to contend with. I feel like Auburn's got to feel like it's got a little bit of a, a new lease on life with just the changes in the football landscape in the last few months. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that Saban was a problem for Auburn for a long time. Even though he's a good dude, he just did a great job and uh, put Auburn back, would, would uh, cyclically snatch dudes out of this state that Auburn really wanted. Now, this last cycle, Auburn was already make, starting to make some headway, and they pretty much split the players in this state. And it was a pretty good season for uh, recruiting yeah. in this state. So it's going to be curious. I'll be curious to see if Kalen DeBoer can keep that going. And if, if Auburn can keep their foothold, particularly in Mobile, and try to lock down, there's a lot of good players coming up through the ranks in Mobile, which I think of as typically an Alabama town. If they can go down there and lock it down, I think things are going to start turning around. Auburn's definitely getting more talented. Uh, this will be the most talented Auburn team on the field this season that we've seen since probably 2018. So, I mean, they're definitely taking steps forward from a talent perspective. And I think some of that has to do with Saban, just kind of well, he, him being gone now and him kind of tailing off a little bit last year with the recruiting. How strong is Auburn's NIL co- compared to the rest of the league? I think that they are above average, but they're not Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss does the best yeah. job. Yeah. Um, Auburn is, is, in, is efforting to be better. I think they understand they need to be better, which is step yeah. one. Um, they went – and got a guy named Will Redmond from LSU, who officially is a recruiting uh, ace, but I think he can also provide a lot of insight on how to manage some of that stuff. And that might be one of the most important hires that Auburn's made in a couple of years, because I think Will Redmond is really on the front edge of this whole, you know how it used to be, Chris, 10 years ago, it was like the nine counting assistants and a couple of uh, folks that worked in an office, and that was your recruiting enterprise. These days, Auburn and everybody else has, you know, your nine assistants plus, 15 or 20 people who really matter and it's just growing and growing and it creates these positions where people like a Will Redmond can come in and, and really make a difference off the field. Jay, really appreciate you taking time out of your vacation to join me. Any parting thoughts on Auburn football topics we didn't get to that are pertinent, anything like that on your way out? I mean, they lost some important people. Um, Carnell Williams, who's an Auburn legend and a, and a really yeah. good dude. He resigned abruptly a couple of days later, Zach Etheridge, another Auburn guy, uh, resigned abruptly. He ended up at, at Houston. But I think losing those guys hurts a little bit, um, particularly Zach was a very good recruiter. Also, Trevon Reed, who was kind of like their best off-the-field recruiter, is now at UCF coaching cornerback. So uh, staff-wise, man, it's just, uh, you know, you're, you got a lot of new guys in some very important positions, and I think it'll be interesting to see if Hugh can get that to work. I think if Hugh is a pretty good guy when it comes to getting people to, me- to mesh together as a group. Yeah. But I also think that he doesn't put his foot down the way that maybe he should have. And I, I feel like personally that he realizes that and he's going to be working on that. So for me, the big story we didn't talk about was just off the field coaching and stuff yeah. and what he's going to do about it. Well, that, that's just hard to manage these days because you you come down a little too hard on the guy, and next thing you know, he's in the portal. I, I don't know how you manage a roster. You got to be nice. You got to know his girlfriend's name and tell her she looks nice. I I, I don't know. I mean, you just got to be careful. You're right. That's yeah. I think the days of like coaching players like Rodney Garner did for a long time. I think yeah. yeah I think those are over. Yeah. 
Jay, thank you so much for your time. Enjoy your vacation. I know uh, nobody's plugged into Auburn like you are. Football, ba basketball too. We didn't get into basketball today, but th there's going to be a lot to talk about. I have a feeling we'll have you on to do that before the NCAA. I hope so. Well, folks, well, they find all your good. Oh, they're, they're really good. It's just mm -hmm. a matter of, uh, boy, playing on the road in this league is brutal. So It is. It has gotten really yeah. bad. I mean, it's always been tough to win on the road, but, man, it seems almost impossible now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but we'll, hopefully we'll talk about that a little bit, even though Auburn's played their two against Vandy. But, uh, you know, yeah. it's a conference thing. Yeah. All right, Jay, AuburnSports.com. Any other destinations out there where people need to catch your work? No, I mean, I, I'm the Commodore at AuburnSports.com. That's what we do. My wife and I have a bourbon show on Thursday nights, though, called The Bourbon Blend. So if you're interested in bourbon and talking about random stuff, we're on there, too. This man can talk about random stuff with the best of them. Uh, yeah. we, we, we can go to him for that. We can go to him for Auburn. Uh, whatever the case, we're, we're glad he's with us. He's a friend of mine, has been for a long time. Jay, thanks for joining us. Enjoy your vacation. All right, Chris. Appreciate you, brother. All right. This is Chris Lee of Southeastern 14 presented by Bet Online.